I'm going to start recording. All right, welcome to another episode of the Wellness Farmer Podcast. I have another great guest on. I'm excited because these are things that can help us get through these days that seem endless sometimes. Uh, I have the guest on is Dr. Ney, Nadine Macaluso. Um, we're going to talk about how we can better ourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally and spiritually, I imagine, in this interview, this conversation between us. But before we get into that, I want to let her explain a little bit of that winding path of where she got and how she got to where she is today. So, doctor, thanks a lot for coming yeah. on. And, and Nadine, if you can give us a little of your backstory and let us know how you got to where you are today and what you're up to today. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And so, I, um, it's an interesting, it's a bit of an interesting story. I went back to school. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I went back to school at 39. So anybody who's thinking about <laughs> wanting to attempt something like that, and you think, oh, I'm too old. No, don't think that. And so I am a licensed marriage family therapist here in the States. And then I got my doctorate in somatic psychotherapy, which is really a a fancy way to say that when I'm doing therapy with people, I use the wisdom of the body because the body has a lot of innate intelligence that can override our egos. And I became a therapist because before I was a therapist, I had been in therapy for 25 years and it had saved my life. So that is why I did it. And I, Every day does not feel like work. It just, it's an, it's an amazing, amazing job. And um, yeah, I just love it. It's great. I'm, I'm glad. You, and what a story. I mean, I imagine if we got into the backstory, that would be uh, yeah, something we can learn about. But what sure. I loved, what I love to hear is that you also believe that the body has innate, has an innate ability to heal itself. And that yes. seems to be lost in, in modern medicine or what most people that practice medicine talk about. We, we have lost the, this beautiful, this beautiful uh, paradigm of how the body can heal itself. Of course, we have people that help us in that journey, but the what's really healing is is our body our body is what heals us and and i love how you said that and and it's a lot of people can understand that physically because they'll get a cut and then eventually it'll it'll, right. it'll heal but a lot of people don't understand that in the psychological or the emotional arena where they believe that it's got to come through something from the outside but no um you can heal and the healing process can be hard it can be long yes. but it can be done and yes. one of the things that really excited me about what you were talking about when we were talking through instagram is is mm -hmm. echo psychology because mm -hmm. here on this podcast yeah nature is a big part of what we talk about when i was like wow yeah. echo psychology this is really neat could you explain what is echo psychology and how do you use that to help your patients sure sure so um echo psychology is a really beautiful new field and basically it's where we work with people to rethink their position um, within the environment and with nature and instead of being egocentric we say why don't you be ecocentric and learn a life that's ecologically sustainable and it's it's one where I we really work with I work with my patients to realize, we're really one with mother earth. And so the way that we take care of her, the way that we take care of ourselves, it's all interconnected. 
And a lot of times the way that I will use nature is I will, especially living in, when I was living in California, I would go for do therapy and do walks on the beach, or I would do a ritual outside with people, a labyrinth walk, or sometimes just walking meditations, but in nature, because for a lot of people, they don't go to church. That is their spirituality is to be one with nature. And so it's really bringing the world and eco-psychology and the fact that we're all one. And the, the more we take care of the earth, the more we'll be able to take care of ourselves and just bringing it more into people's consciousness because um, we, we're gonna need to be ethically responsible with the earth if we'd like it to still be here. So yeah. when you take care of yourself, you're taking care of the earth because it's also raising your consciousness. Exactly. Oh, it, it's, it's crazy. And it's, I love how you can actually use that in psychology and help people mm -hmm. overcome problems that many people think has nothing to do with, with nature. But it, it's so true is if, if we don't help Mother Earth stay healthy, um, it's impossible for us to be mm -hmm. healthy. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's something we're finally starting to see after uh, more than 100 years of, of abusing Mother Nature to supposedly feed the world, we're, fi we're finally starting to see that she's having a hard time sustaining us due to the fact that we didn't do our part to sustain her. And as I've, yeah. been, and as I've been learning, the, the, she can live without us. She's fine. She'll eventually recuperate right. and, and she'll be perfectly fine, but we can't live without her. All of our nutrition right. comes through what is the soil that eventually turns into mm -hmm. some type of type of food or yeah. an animal that has eaten that type of food that will eventually nourish us. And, and I see mm -hmm. how slowly people are coming around to that slowly, but surely. And they're, and they're yeah. starting to eat a lot more locally and a lot and, and yes. a lot more seasonally and, and it's helping them recuperate physically. But at the same time, I love how nature is that one of the best ways to help us heal emotionally too what what are so besides the walks and besides is is there other ways that you actually include nature in in the ways that you help your patients uh maybe yes. heal heal uh, mm -hmm. get over those traumatic moments that have caused them emotional uh, uh pain throughout their lives sure sure and a, a lot of the ways that um we'll do it too is uh you know, we will go for nature walks and we'll find a, a walking stick or we'll find rocks and we'll almost um, personify them or animate them and just think like if this rock was breathing or this rock is breathing and really bringing the natural world, which I mean, I believe is, of course, living and breathing with us and, and, and bringing that recognition because when you realize that the earth is breathing it helps you feel less alone because a lot of people come to therapy because they feel socially excluded and, and very alone. And we have a, a direct need for relatedness. So for some people, people are very scary. And so working with the earth in that way gives somebody a sense that they are not alone. And that's a huge piece of it. Yeah, and that's, I, I mean, I love nature. I mean, and I love being able to, one of the main reasons why I garden is for that is, is actually mm -hmm. to be, being in touch with nature, be actually be able to participate in, in maybe just that little teeny edge of nature that mother nature is, mother nature is allowing me to, mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to build. Um, and, yeah. I, and I can see how that has 
has just by you talking about that has helped me become uh, or help me heal also just mm-hmm. just by from what you're saying and it's very interesting and yeah and I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought up gardening because um I I got diagnosed with breast cancer many many years ago and I'm fine and it went very well but when I was healing the one way I healed was through gardening because it got my mind in the flow that flow state where you all the thoughts go aside and all the worry goes aside and then with gardening, you're one with nature. First of all, it's beautiful. It gives you hope because you get to see something, a little seed grow, right? And it was great for me because I would be worried about my health, of course, at that time. And it got me into that flow state where my worry thoughts went away and I was just focused on my task. So thank you for bringing that up. And I love hearing that because that exact, that's exactly happened to me, a different situation, but exactly the same. The garden was what, let me forget about the past, forget about the future and just be present doing mm-hmm. something present. good. Yeah. And that's, oh my goodness. I love hearing that because that exactly what happened. So here that's happened to other people is, is, is so beautiful. And I know yeah. it's happened to so many more too, but actually right. being able to converse with somebody that's gone through it and it's experienced oh. what the garden has actually done yeah. for them is beautiful. And, yeah. And like you say, it wasn't that big. I mean, in California, we don't have a big piece of land. But it didn't matter. It was just a little piece. And seeing that seed grow into whatever I, you know, whatever I was growing at the time, some vegetable or herb, it was fantastic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is that's exactly mine was just actually mine was just a planter box and it was in right. two, and, and, and it was two flower pots that I found. And that was the first garden of mine that helped me at least take the boulder off my shoulder and, and continue to take steps forward yes. again. Oh my goodness. Yes. It is. And that's why I do this. I know this because I know this can, as it's helped you, it's helped me. And I know it can help so many more people. Right. I, I think that is so beautiful to hear another person's experience and how gardening helped them. And yes. well, these last two years have been um, uh, very difficult on the emotional health of I guess we could almost pretty much say the world population because wow. this has been something world population. Um, what have you experienced? How, how, what change have you seen? What experience, what have you experienced in these last two years and, and what are you doing to help people kind of um, help them heal or help them get through these hard moments? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been incredibly, incredibly hard time. I mean, we're social beings. We need connection with others and I, so the fear and the isolation, especially initially, was really just tipped people's mental and emotional health over the edge. And so, I mean, I was ridiculously busy and um, which was fine, but it was to see people suffer in these ways. And it wasn't just the pandemic. I mean, last year kind of through that, but we had the racial reckoning and the political unrest in America. So it was people, you know, a lot of times when people come to therapy with anxiety and anxiety is you feel a threat when it's not there. Fear is you see a bear, you feel scared. That's appropriate. Anxiety comes from within the body. And so a lot of times, you know, before the pandemic, I could say to people, you know, you're safe in the world. (laughs) Let's just breathe and be safe and reaffirm ourselves and couldn't really do that as a therapist. And of course, there were many other things that I could do, but that was um, just a very interesting turn of events for me because the world did 
was not safe on so many different levels and you were fighting an invisible threat, which of course raised people's anxiety through the roof and then the isolation raised people's depression. And I mean, the elderly were really alone, you know, but on another note, the pandemic, we would not be having this conversation. It did connect us in a different way too. So I think most things in life are a paradox and, you know, not to of course negate people who lost people, but um, I now get to work with people all over the world because of Zoom. So in that way, it's, it's been very rich, but um, yeah, people need to have a lot of self-compassion right now. And that is true. We would have never, I would have never, ever been able to get in contact with you if it wasn't for this expansion of what's happening. I mean, so, I mean, there's always, and I believe the same thing. I mean, everything that happens in life happens for a reason. And and if we can take that reason and actually use it to help ourselves and help others, um, it will only build us and make us stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, What happens a lot of time is we, we take these, these moments and, and we, and we don't allow them to build us and we allow them to break us. And, and what, what have you been, how you've been helping those, those, the the people that go to you to not be broken, but actually help be built. Yeah. Right. And so I mentioned self-compassion because there's um, a lot of really good research in the past 10 years about self-compassion and we didn't really know what it was before. And there hadn't been good research on it. And, there's a self-compassion meditation. There's a woman, Kristen Neff. Um, if your listeners want to Google her, she has an amazing website. And self-compassion really is, I am suffering. The world is suffering. Let me talk to myself as I would a good friend. Because if you're not seeing people, and it is a very tough time, you don't need to be self-critical and have so much self-judgment and be shaming yourself. And so... The self-compassion piece and the self-compassion meditation is an easy thing to instill in your daily practice that allows you to be kinder to yourself through this really challenging time. And, and that's just, that's something that's done daily with with your parents. If I, if I, if, even if I find myself, I mean, usually, you know, some people come to therapy, most people come to therapy because they overthink right? So that's my job to get them out of their head and into their body. But um, they overthink and they're highly self-critical. And so that self, we need to cultivate that self-compassionate voice internally <laughs> to get rid of that inner critic, inner bully. Some people have an inner savage, right? So, and then the second thing that I do a lot is um, we're very afraid of emotions, but yet I've never really met anybody who didn't make it from an emotion. Now we, some people don't make it from depression, but that's actually the opposite. That's apathy. That's when you don't feel. So I teach people a lot how to, when they feel an emotion, don't judge it. Don't shame the emotion. Say, Oh God, I can't believe I'm thinking that again. Why am I thinking? No, turn towards it and then sense it in your body. So a lot, we feel uh, grief in the throat, shame in the chest, social rejection or social anxiety in the belly. And so if we can pause the, the, this part of the brain, the emotional brain likes categories. So I say, name it to tame it. I'm feeling, you know, nervous. Okay. 
because I'm going to make a presentation. Don't judge it. Just And I, I teach people how to track the sensation in their body. And then they ride it like a wave. And then they can release it. And it sounds so simple, but many adults, we, we don't know how to feel our feelings. Oh, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, the majority of us don't know how to feel them. I kind of use the analogy of, of of eating with my patients, I usually tell them, well, what do you do when you eat? You eat yeah. and then your body does all the rest and then it gets rid of what it doesn't need. So if we That's let that, right. if we eat that feeling, if we let that feeling enter, let our body yeah. work through it. Yeah. The body will eventually get rid of it all. The, well, what we don't need, but we'll use what we can use. And, but I, what I liked what you said is there's certain parts where we can experience and we can, we can mm -hmm. actually name it. So a heart, yeah stomach right and, and, that's and, right and i love so you said the stomach was was what was the stomach where what so we, usually we rejection or anxiety or nervousness because we have more serotonin in our stomach than we do in our brain uh, and so a lot of so that's probably why that so many people are experiencing problems with digestion today these in these last yes. couple of years too because yes. a horrible increase of course a lot of it has to do with nutrition also but right so much has to do with just the way that we are, just the way we're seeing ourselves in the mirror. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, um, and, and it's, it's really important to name it because we don't want to act our emotions out and we don't want to internalize them and press them down because they're energy in motion. And when we don't name them and, and, and when we can't be with them, that's what causes the anxiety because then they're just racing around in there like monkeys. And then the depression is the pressing down of themselves. So that's why we get anxiety and depression because we haven't been able to be with our emotions. Yeah, most people, most people will try to just block it out or move yeah. on. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I, I always say anxiety or depression or love letters from your soul saying, come back home back i miss you <laughs> <laughs> for sure and yeah these times yeah. i mean i could definitely see how we can become we can start to heal ourselves by just doing those two basic things talking to yourself in a way so that you basic. should be talking to yourself one thing i've really right. noticed is not only me talking to myself but i in the morning i try to every day not every day but just sit down and 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 talk to my creator but not yeah. in not not in normal type of a prayer just actually it is a prayer but at the same time it's just me having a conversation with my buddy that's sitting next to me that's what I try to make it and I've seen mm -hmm. and I've seen that's been a big help to, for me also as I move forward trying to continue mm -hmm. to heal and to improve and be the better be the best person I can be um, do you yeah. do you recommend those type of things too sure sure I mean you know I'm, I'm very spiritual I, I believe in divine ordinance I mean so I believe that, you know, we kind of do some of the footwork and then we co-create with the divine, right? I mean, clearly, you know, we're not all like, we're, we can't be responsible for all this. So yeah, I just think people have different relationships with spirituality, you know, whatever that looks like for them. And I've done many different things with my own spirituality. And I think though, that having a connection to something larger than you a is very humbling and we all need humility. And again, it does, we have to surrender at some points. That's a big thing with my patients is that 
they want to be in control. And I'm like, we got to surrender and let go and laugh it off and roll with it. And who do we surrender into? The divine. And a lot of people might use, like you were saying at the very beginning, nature, because nature is something so much more. That's right. Nature is so much more than, than we can understand because it's, I mean, it's just, it's incredibly beautiful if we let it be beautiful. If we don't right. get involved and start to destroy it, it's, it's incredibly beautiful. Right. I mean, people travel right. thousands of miles just to see nature right. <laughs> and they'll, and they'll pay right. that price just to see, see nature. So it's also that, that great, that, that bigger, that, that's something. Yeah. That, and what's so much so beautiful about nature is that we can actually participate in yes. nature we can be part of it so we can actually yeah. um, it seems like in, in in other spiritual domains it, it becomes a little bit more dif- difficult it's it it's, it's, it's yeah. more abstract where nature we can actually mm-hmm. be there and touch it yep. and feel it and use our five senses to actually be there i think yeah. that's another reason why i love nature so much i mean you can mm-hmm. really use your five senses to experience it and love it so yeah yeah i think you know what what, what really fascinated me last year i learned a lot about bees and I couldn't believe how bees and what they do and how they just have the queen bee and the, and these sorts of bees and the worker bees and just how they have a whole like caste system in society. And, and it's, it's endless like that with nature if we allow ourselves to get fascinated by it. Oh, yeah. This, this, as I continue to, as I continue to see patients and, and as I continue just to see the world as a whole, this is becoming more and more of mm-hmm. something that's going to be, um, have to be put, bring brought forward. I mean, my wife was mm-hmm. telling me about an article she read. She's like, before our main, our main struggle was chopping wood, make, yeah. preparing the field, growing foods we can eat. Now the new the new major struggle is the, is the, the internal the emotional struggle and that's what we're that's what we really have to focus a lot of our energy in today's society because yes. that's what's causing so much more pain and, and suffering. It's not it's not mm-hmm. that well I better go chop wood so I can start a fire so I can cook some food and hopefully the garden will provide this year. Or hopefully I can hunt an animal and bring it in. We can have food this year. It's it, it's not so much that, but it's it's the emotional where the problems that are causing so much so much yeah. pain and, and suffering. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. Um, I mean, so I'm so, I'm, gl- I'm so glad that you can come on and, and talk a little bit about that and and how we can become just a little bit stronger emotionally so we can take on the mm-hmm. the challenges of life that that eventually will come i mean the majority yeah yeah right i mean therapy isn't about you know you go to therapy and your problems disappear no it's that you develop the internal resources and you know who to go to for the external resources so you're resourced and that's how you develop resilience because life as we've seen will have inevitable challenges Oh yeah. And, and so if we can, and like we said at the very beginning, it's, it's all innate. I mean, yeah, we can get resources, but if you truly want to heal, where does it happen? It happens inside of you inside from the outside. So if we can have these resources, Mm -hmm. we can eventually heal ourselves. And that's a beautiful, Mm -hmm. I think that's actually a beautiful way to kind of finish this conversation off is remember Mm -hmm. you heal you. Yeah. We can give you some resources. Dr. Nay is going to give you some resources, but the healing process is within you and it comes from the inside mm-hmm. out i think that's, that's right. beautiful that's right and and everybody's capable of it you know and um i one of my teachers he has a beautiful saying where he says um it's appropriate for this you know just as uh and we were talking about plants just as a plant reaches for the sun and can develop and grow we have that same natural impulse in us to heal oh yeah 
I couldn't I mean, agree more. We know that now. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. The, the potential in, in the human being is we have no idea what our potential truly is and what we can do to feel better. I've, I've heard stories now. I mean, I guess, yeah, I heard, I heard one story about a guy that was in a, car, a bike accident, broke his spine. They said they had to put bars in there and he was there and he decided not to get the, the surgery. I don't remember who he, who, who this even was, mm-hmm. but he had studied medicine and what mm-hmm. he decided to do, well, he was face down anyway. He couldn't move anyway. What he decided to do is, is plan use his mental capacity to help his mm. body heal. It was insane, physically heal. And he said he was there for months because he couldn't move. So he was right. able he was able to control and, and, wow. and figure out a plan. And his spine recuperated. Yeah. I couldn't, I mean, when I was listening, I was like, is this, is this really, does this really happen? He says, yeah, I'm normal now. You can take a, you can take a, a, a radiograph of my spine and see that my spine is normal. Yeah. And it was broken at six vertebrae. One, wow. one that said it, it twisted like a pretzel. In, in this in this bike this bike to car accident so it's like the, the the body is truly incredible but it has a lot of it has to come from up up, up here yeah. first from from up there and and allow yeah. our bodies to truly heal but yeah, yeah. it's just incredible our potential um, yes it's so true it's so true yeah so stay hopeful people <laughs> for sure that's that there's always yep yeah, there's always a better the hard times always end. <laughs> That's right. That doesn't mean they won't return, but they'll always end. We'll always have something to learn. But That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this. No, it was a pleasure. And where can people get to know more about you, doctor? Sure. They, I have a website, uh, nadinemacaluso.com. And then my Instagram is drnaylmft and nay is N-A-E. Perfect. Again, thanks a ton for coming on. The conversation. Oh, my pleasure. This was lovely. Nice way to start my day. Take care. Awesome. Bye-bye.